next on BYU Sports Nation. BYU football begins to reshape. Its offensive staff will look at the three new coaches. Speaking of the new coaches, Fessy Tatake will join the show. What does he think he can add to the BYU offense in 2018? And BYU Hoops begins conference play tonight. Will Moppin joins us to preview the WCC season. Let's go. This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, live from Studio B, your hosts, Jason Shepard and Brian Logan. BYU Sports Nation is live, everybody. It's your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Thursday, December 28th, wherever and however you're dialed in, great to have you with us. My name is Jason Shepard. I am teamed up with a man who is lobbying for the new 10th assistant coach spot on the BYU staff, Brian Logan. Yes, yes, thank mm-hmm. you, thank mm-hmm. you, thank you, thank you, thank you. I don't know. What that, would you, uh, like what position? Let's be honest. If you you had the choice of a position to be a coach at, what would you do? Uh, would, would you go to the corners? I would be. Secondary I, coach? I would be the coach that takes notes. Oh, really? <laughs> I don't want to do Like anything. less pressure? Not less anything. I don't want to do anything. I just want, I just want to take notes and pass them along to whoever needs note-taking. That's what I would do. What would that be no, called? Just, like the playing, note-taking I would be – of course I would be the DB coach, man. Come on. I, I mean, I just assumed that would that was you know a logical fit for I don't, you. I don't really like to, in my opinion, talk about myself too much. Um, Jerem says it's different. But um, if, I, if I have a proud moment, you know, if I could really brag about myself, I would say it's it's being able to teach anybody uh, how to play corner. I could I could teach anybody how to play corner in three minutes, in two minutes. All right. Super after easy. the show, can you teach me to play corner in two minutes? Yeah, yeah. That isn't now. Look. Okay. So now there's now. No, say, I'm just saying you got to listen. Listen to the guarantee. It's not that you will be an elite corner. It's I will teach you how to play corner. There's a difference. Doesn't mean you're going to be good or baller and get like ten interceptions. You'll just know how to play. As the long position. as you know, I'm not promising that you'll be good at it. Right. I can teach you. Right. You got to read the fine print, Jason. It makes the sense. Fine print. It makes sense. Ah, oh, jeez. <laughs> right. What that guy said. Ah, yeah. jeez. Oh, <laughs> All right. Let's uh, let's move on to the headlines because we've got a lot to talk about. It's your BYU Sports Nation headlines. BYU football announces the hires of Aaron Roderick, Fessy Satake, and Ryan Pugh to Jeff Grimes' offensive staff. Tight end coach Steve Clark has also been retained. Roderick will be BYU's passing game coordinator. The responsibilities for the other coaches will be announced at a later date. Head coach Kalani Satake tweeted the following comment last night. He said, quote, Excited to have Aaron Roderick, Fessy Satake, Ryan Pugh, and Steve Clark be part of Jeff Grimes' offensive staff. I also want to express my sincere appreciation to Ty, Ben, Mike, and Reno for their dedication to the BYU football program. I wish them the very best, end quote. BYU will hire one more assistant coming up in January. That's when the NCAA allows for a 10th assistant coach to join the staff of each university, hence Brian Logan possibly applies. Yes, He's yes, not. It's yes, just sir. a joke. No, I'm not. I'm not. If I could choose BYU TV over B, you know, coaching BYU football, it's BYU TV all day, man. It is. Look just, at that. I, I love you guys. You guys are my family. You know, you guys keep oh. me up when I'm down. You know, you you make me so happy. Actually, scratch that. You don't make me happy. You give me joy. 
that's something that is hard to get. So oh, you sentimental at the beginning of the show on a Thursday. I know. I don't want to cry right now because of my makeup. <laughs> uh, something that is exciting as well is men's hoops. They start WCC play against Portland tonight. Dave Rose said familiarity within the conference is a challenge. And they know us really well. I mean, they, they know our guys, and that's what, that's what happens when you start playing in league is that the familiarity is another big part of your challenge. Guys know what you're going to do. Guys know individual tendencies of your players. Catch the Cougars and the Pilots live at 9 p.m. Eastern tonight on BYU TV and BYU Radio. And don't forget mm. the pregame with my man Shep. That's right, on BYU Radio, 8 p.m. Eastern time on the radio. Thank you very much, Brian. Uh, Staying with college hoops, ESPN college basketball analyst Joe Lenardi has BYU listed among the first 12 out in his latest bracketology. It is that time of year to be following Joe Lenardi and his uh, cohorts to see where BYU falls. Right now, first 12 out, according to Joe Lenardi. Here we go. Here we go. BYU women's basketball also plays uh, Portland tonight, and they also start conference play. Uh, they play at 10 p.m. Eastern, so good luck to the men's and good luck to the women's. Conference play is here. Rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. As we mentioned moments ago, head football coach Kalani Satake announced the hirings of Aaron Roderick, Fessy Satake, and Ryan Pugh for the offensive staff. Roderick is the only one who had a position announced. He will be the passing game coordinator. Now, Steve Clark, who coached the tight ends, will remain on the staff. Specific positions for the other coaches, as well as an additional hire, the 10th assistant coach, are expected in January. But all of this, Brian, brings us to today's Twitter question. What is your reaction to the new hires on the BYU football coaching staff? First tweet in, at LazerSheep. After a rough season, I'm feeling hopeful. Not going to hype it too much, and also not going to be negative. I will support the new coaches and wish them success. I'm going to miss Reno a lot. Yeah. I'm going to miss Reno, too. I'm going to miss all the coaches. Absolutely. You know, when you have BYU guys like that, which I knew that that was one of the things that Tom Homo said, um, and Kalani as well, when he, when he you know first got hired, we want to get BYU guys here. It's, it makes a difference. When you have, you know, you played here, you had that tradition and you understand it. Um, and so anytime you lose a band of brethren, you always, it's always sad, man. It is. And we wish them the best of luck. And, you know, Reno was, was somebody that had a lot of, or has, you know, a lot of, uh, you know, I would say charisma, character. He, he, he's somebody great that just. personality. Great personality, Reno. man. I mean, you know, you could throw Jamal Williams into, you know, that mix as well. A couple others. But, uh, but, yeah, I mean, they, they'll be missing. Hopefully, hopefully they'll still be around the program um, and, and do whatever they, you know, can do to, uh, to help out. Absolutely. Well, let's get to know these new coaches. You may or may not know their background. But here's a little get-to-know of the three BYU coaches. We're going to start with Aaron Roderick. Most Cougar fans remember him as BYU's wide receiver from 96 to 98. He's also a longtime assistant coach at the University of Utah. He coached quarterbacks. He coached wide receivers. He was also co-offensive coordinator up on the hill. He's also coached at Southern Utah, Snow, and BYU. He's a grad assistant with the Cougars. One of the other things... Why is he a red tie on? We couldn't Photoshop that? (laughs) Change the color a little bit. Yes. Photoshop. One of the other things about Aaron Roderick that is talked about a lot, and this was something that Kalani, uh, when he first got the job, talked about how important this was for all of his coaches to be able to do this. 
excellent recruiter. Every yeah. time you hear people talk about Aaron Roderick, they always mention, regardless of, of how good he is as a, a position coach or a coordinator and what he does on the field, they love his ability to walk into a recruit's home and be able to seal the deal. Yep. Sealed. I think I just went Utah there. Yeah, seal the deal. Seal the deals. Yeah. Yeah, you do a little bit. Right, but that's, you got the dill pickle right here. So. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, that's, that's huge, man, especially in a place like BYU where you need to have – you know, you need to have the ability to recruit and get the kids that maybe are on the fence, uh, you know, maybe losing up, up, up to those guys up north, um, whatever the case is. So, you know, excellent, excellent addition for, the, for that very reason. Uh, the next coach is Fessy Satake. And, yes, this is Coach Kalani Satake's cousin. Yes. Real cousin. Real cousin. Not play cousin uh, like uh, we may think. Um, he played uh, receiver at Southern Utah. Uh, four seasons at Weber State. Most recently was the offensive coordinator. And uh, this last season, he was uh, – they finished number 18th in the FCS um, in scoring offense at 33.7 points. Um, that's a lot of points. That's, that is a lot. That is a lot. And you know what? The FCS, I mean, people will say it's a lower division. When you talk about skill positions and just overall – uh, high level of competition. Guys still get, go to the NFL. It's still a very high level. These guys that play at Division One, they bounce back to you know the FCS level as well. So good competition, man. Um, and then he also coached three seasons at uh, Southern Utah under Ed Lamb. Yeah, so. there's a lot of familiarity with with this group of guys coming in. Uh, the last coach is Ryan Pugh. He played offensive line at Auburn from 2007 to 2010. That means he played under Jeff Grimes, who also won a national championship in 2010. He has six years of coaching experience, spent the last two years as the offensive line coach at the University of Texas, San Antonio. He was a grad assistant under Jeff Grimes at LSU, Virginia Tech, and Auburn. He was also a grad assistant at Cincinnati. So this is definitely somebody that Jeff Grimes was very comfortable with uh, a, a younger coach uh, beginning his coaching career. I mean, I don't know if you can say beginning his coaching career if he's got six years of coaching experience, right. but this is somebody clearly that Jeff Grimes thought very highly of and uh, very excited to have him on staff. So just overall, what, what are your impressions of these three hires? Man, I'm, I'm excited, and I think that the biggest thing that stands out to me is the youth. I mean, you look at Fessy Tatake, 31 years old. Um, you know, Ryan is 29. I'm, I'm 29 right now. I'll be 30 in May. And I'm like, uh, how, I'm I got, how to, I'm so sad, man. I'm still, I'm dealing with the midlife <laughs> crisis right now. <laughs> oh, it gets um, worse. Don't worry. I, oh, I know. I know. Just pray for me. Um, but, but when I look at my playing career in all different levels and, and every time I had the most success truly was when I had a younger coach and for whatever reasons, you know, the, the psychology behind it, um, I, I feel like. You can relate to them a lot easier. Um, and you kind of go into that relationship knowing that, hey, they get me because they're only 10 years older than me, you know, versus, you know, 20 or 40 years older than me. Um, you know, we, we, we joked about this earlier. Like, you know, it's weird to have my coach on Snapchat sending me Snapchats like, hey, make sure you watch film. I mean, th that type of stuff, it breaks down the walls and the barriers. And so instead of having, you know, this authority that's like a father figure – that, you know, most kids being 18 to, you know, 22, 22 23 years old um, see in a negative way. Now he's more like a brother and a mentor. I, 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 but I still have a lot more respect and the accountability, more importantly. So it's like I want to play for you. I want to fight for you. Um, and, and just more, more, than, more than anything, it's just that respect level that they get. So that's what I'm, I'm excited for. And then you got to think about – what they do on the sidelines, right. jumping up and down, you know, rah, rah, you know, being able to dance with the guys, knowing all the new moves, you know what I mean? Like, 
<laughs> all of this is play, that a prerequisite uh, to be a good coach? Is all, knowing all the moves, you gotta, yeah, you gotta you gotta know the moves. You gotta be you gotta be hip. You gotta be in. That immediately Look, takes me out of the running. That's why I can't do it, man. I don't even know how to use Snapchat. So, see, for me, the one thing that really stands out is experience. And it's it's not necessarily when I say experience, I'm not talking about how long they've coached or how many places they've been at. The experience I'm talking about is experience with responsibilities. Mm, yeah. All three of these coaches have had responsibilities and significant responsibilities, whether it's coming up with a game plan, actually calling plays. That's the experience that I'm talking about, and I'm really excited to see how that translates onto the field. And that all brings us to our stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. I have have no moves. The moves. Uh, This will help illustrate this point. BYU's offensive staff includes 15 years of offensive coordinator experience. That is a big, big deal. It's a big deal to to just have that wealth of knowledge from guys who have been there and done that. That that is something that I think will pay huge dividends for this team. Yeah, I mean, you got a baller essentially in every 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 position, right? Every spot, and that's what you want. Any team, any company, regardless of what it is, you want to have all stars in every position if possible. Let's keep it rolling on Twitter. Use the hashtag BYUSN and join BYU Sports Nation to the tweets. It's winter time. What is your reaction to the new hires on the BYU football coaching staff at BYU underscore undefeated? A good mix of experience and up-and-coming talent. If they work well together, we could have a great offense. Mm, yeah. Most people are excited. I mean, this in, in some of this may just be the fact that there were some hires announced. Yeah. And so people are excited that there, done, there's yeah. some new blood. But most people, I threw out a poll yesterday, and whether people thought it was they were excited or not, about 80% said they loved it. Right. Yeah, I love it. I'm, I'm right there, man. I'm right there with you. Coming up, WCC Hoops plays, play begins today. Um, we look ahead to conference play with mid-major madness, Will Muppin. But coming up next, Fessy Sataki will join us. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Welcome back. This is BYU Sports Nation simulcast on BYU TV and BYU Radio. The conversation happening right now on Twitter. Follow at BYU Sports Nation. Use the hashtag BYUSN. Men's basketball begins WCC play tonight against Portland at the Marriott Center. Tip-off is at 9 p.m. Eastern on BYU TV and BYU Radio. And listen to the pregame with my man Jason Shepard starting at 8 p.m. Eastern. Thank you very much. Yeah, no Twitter problem. question today. What is your reaction to the new hires on the BYU football coaching staff? At Greg Rosenhan says, excited for next season, but not going crazy. They have to prove themselves mm. first. Mm. Joining us now, one of the new hires for the BYU football coaching staff, Fessy Satake, joining us right here on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Fessy, congratulations. Thanks for joining us today. We appreciate it. Hey, thank you guys very much. I'm sorry I uh, I can't be there in, in person. It's, it's crazy. There's a couple bunch of things going on back here that we got to get situated. But I, I look forward to joining you guys hopefully in person when I get down there. But thanks for having me on. So. Hey, we uh, we look forward to to having you in person as well. We completely understand though how no crazy things are right now. Why don't you take us through the process of how this job came to be for you? Um, well, I guess I guess I mean if you, if you were to put a, a beginning on all this. Um, I would think I think it was the week going into playing Southern Utah. 
um, in the in the playoffs for the second round. Um, I know news had broke that um, Ty Detmer, unfortunately, was was being relieved of duties. And and anyways, from there, there was several weeks of just um, you know a bunch of speculation going on and and different things. And you can't help but avoid. Um, these things when you're when your name's thrown there and so uh i fortunately was able to stay busy with our season still um going on and and uh but i, I knew that there was um some potential vacancies in in the staff and so uh as soon as the uh, coordinator position was announced um and our season was complete uh, i was able to uh, meet with with coach grimes and and uh you know ex- express uh uh, some mutual interest on both sides between he and I, and and had a great, uh, you know, interaction with him, and and uh, went, just saw that things would potentially work out, um, and so it's 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 all happened so quick between um, not just the thought of it, but between actually openly talking about interest in BYU and vice versa, and actually getting the job offer. It's it's just happened so quick and and uh it's uh, you know even though it's a little overwhelming with with the timing of things we are so excited uh, my family and i to be able to uh to you know to make this next move and, and start this new chapter in our lives so it's, it's happened real quick and i still can't even process um the timeline you know the, the whole chronology of, of the events because it's been so quick so well coach we're, we're definitely excited and, and what i t- try to tell my my family and friends when things are moving too fast life is too fast just live try to live by the hour <laughs> not, yeah. not by the day yeah. slow slow down and soak in the moment um but uh you know as many people know um or or it's maybe it's still a mystery to some that you and uh Kalani are cousins i you know me and jason talked about this earlier and we said yeah no they they are real they are real cousins um so one uh maybe go ahead and tell everybody and explain how you guys are related and then um also just what it means to you to to play with or to coach with family yeah so for, for 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 me, maybe a, a lot of people who are confused with the cousins deal can jump on this with me. I always differentiate the actual cousins and the real cousins. Real cousins is the normal spelling O U S I N, and then the I, I do the fake cousins with a Z or a double Z. Right. <laughs> but, uh, but, but Kalani, uh, Kalani, Kalani's a cousin. Our, his dad is the older brother of of my dad. Um, and without getting too detailed and personal, basically, uh, I I didn't really have a parental figure. Growing up, um, you know, you know, in the, in the household, my dad was constantly at work supporting a bunch of people who lived in our home, twenty-something uh, or so. And then my mom was uh, sick when I was born. My mom became ill and and uh, wasn't wasn't fully functional. And so um, Kalani just took me under his wing from a, from a very young age. And um, you know, it, it got to the point to where I literally thought he was my older brother. And when I found out he wasn't, I was devastated. And and he uh, he told me, "Don't worry." Uh, that and I called him my cousin one day, and he told me, "Don't ever, don't ever call me your cousin again. I'm, I'm your brother." And and uh, just the the things we've gone through um, have have really solidified our our brotherhood, and that's why we don't we don't call each other anything but brother. But we are technically um, cousins, and because of circumstances and how we've grown up together and the things that we have we have gone through personally in our lives, um, we we definitely consider each other brothers. And so I hope I hope that doesn't you know promote confusion out there. But that's the reason why. Uh, we hold on to that. It, it goes beyond just the culture of the Tongan language not having any uh, translation for the word cousin. Um, aside from that, like I said, our life experiences have really even 
uh, you know, solidified that that point even more. And so uh, we don't want to create any confusion. We are cousins, and we have no issues with with people calling uh, us cousins because that is what we are from the outside looking in. But me and Kalani only refer to each other as brother, if that makes any sense. Yeah, so. you, you you didn't create any uh, confusion, man. You just created some tears a little bit. <laughs> so now, now, Fessy, now we all know. Nobody knows each one of us better than our family. So, so does that create a little more pressure for you in this job? No, I, I, and, and you know, a couple have asked that uh, to me, and, and like I said, I, I, uh, my answer to that is I, I bring, I have many, many weaknesses, but I really do feel one of my strengths is, is to be able to um, separate work, um, draw the line between work and anything else I'm up against. You know what I mean, and 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 I I I, uh, I know that could be one of those things that's easier said than done, but I truly believe that I, I can do that. And I've worked with a lot of uh, people whom I consider real close close uh, you know associates within my life um, beyond the professional aspect. And and I know that that Kalani's no one's ever been been uh, I've never worked with anyone as close as I have with Kalani. And so I, I'm excited to that, and I view that as as a as a great opportunity. And I really think it's going to be um, you know what a lot of people might foresee as issues with family working to each other i don't foresee any of that at all because um like i said i think we both know how to draw that line professionally and and so i I, i'm just really really excited for it and and i don't i don't see any any issues with that on my end so you were very successful as the offensive coordinator at weber state what do you hope to add to coach grimes vision of this offense uh just one thing i've i've um I've just been able to see the the benefit in being a collaborative group, you know, and I, I, I take very little success in, in what we were able to do offensively and as a team at Weaver because I had unbelievable assistant coaches with me in the room and we had unbelievable players who bought into a program. And if you don't have help as a coach, if you don't have help from from your, your, your fellow assistant coaches and your players aren't buying in to a, a, a blueprint for success that you've laid out, no one's going to see success. And so, um, you know, as much as I, I'd like to toot my own horn, I can't because I've just been around so many good people. And so if there's anything I've gained um, that I feel I can bring to the room, it's just the value of the value of being collaborative and talking through everything. And, 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 and there's a lot of there, – there could be a lot of ego in this profession. Um, but if, if, you can, if you can take a humble approach and, and you have a healthy environment and atmosphere in a meeting room and everyone can speak freely – so many great things can happen. And I felt that that's what happened is we were able to put our best product out on the field because coaches and players were so unified. And so there's some things, X's and O's and schematically that I feel will, will benefit us. But uh, just philosophically speaking, I think that's the biggest thing is just, you know, we have, we're going to have a lot of experience on this offensive staff and we can draw from so many different um, places that we've been and things we've gone through. And I know that we have the right personalities, and, and we, that's why I think we're just we're all so excited in this little amount of time we've been talking as coaches to be able to, you know, see what we can generate and, and, and put out there. So, Coach, what have some of the conversations with uh, with Coach Grimes been like in terms of uh, just the offense uh, in 2018, just some of the schemes and what you guys are trying to accomplish? Well, number one, I cannot explain how excited that 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 man is, and he, he I know he's he's professed that himself, but. I mean, every time we, we talk or text, it's just he's, he either can't sleep because he's so excited or he even last night he even texted me and said that he's so excited it's embarrassing. And I told him, wow, that's that's a whole other level right there if you're embarrassed about your excitement. So, right. um, 
but I know he's focused. He's very professional. Um, he's very loyal, and I know he's so excited for their game coming up on New Year's Day um, versus Notre Dame, and, and I'm excited to watch that and cheer for LSU, and which I've never had a reason to before, but I'm going to be cheering hard for those guys because I know Coach Grimes wants it for those guys. But it's been it's been so awesome to be able to talk to him and, and, and get to know him more and more, and, and it's been really humbling that he would – you know, even consider me to, to work alongside him. And conversations have just been all, all all about the excitement and how much we look forward to doing. We haven't jumped into any details just because there's so much to cover and, and he's working on, on, on their game plan there. And so uh, just on the side, I know the assistant coaches are putting just putting some things together, some ideas that uh, that we feel are uh, has made us successful and things we believe in, and then we'll come together and collaborate and, and join all these ideas together and um, to where, you know, it's, it's a good solid recipe. I'm curious, and I don't know how much you've had an opportunity to actually look at BYU's personnel that will be coming back next year on the offensive side of the football, but do you have any early impressions of some of the players that will be coming back? Yeah, I, I, unlike coach Grimes, you know, our, our football season's over. And so I don't have to, I don't, I don't have this, uh, you know, dilemma of, of, of juggling, you know, two different teams. And so I've been able to uh, find some time and to watch some players uh, currently on the roster and others who are, who are, you know, being recruited. And, and as far as the guys on the team, you know, I saw from the outside looking in last year as a fan, just, just, and, you know, in supporting BYU and Kalani, and um, I was able to watch some games on TV. Um, our staff came down, did some professional development with BYU in the spring and just wanted to get to know, um, you know, these guys a little bit and see what they do and what, what makes BYU successful. And so I, I've been very, very um, pleased with uh, with some of the receivers. I actually was able to speak with Micah uh, last night on the phone with Micah Simon. We had a, a great talk and what an unbelievable young man. And I look forward to, to coaching him. And it was it was great to get to know him a little bit more aside from just the what you see on the field, which I think is a very special player who's just going to continually get better um, and was we'll try to reach out to talent um, Shumway there, left him a voicemail. Look forward to speaking with him and then all the other wideouts. I know there's, I want to get to talk to all of them. And I know when they're done with their break, it's a busy time for them. I'd like to meet with them in my office and just have them get to know me as well. And so I know there's some premier players, uh, Matt Bushman, I'm a huge fan of, uh, Weaver state. We utilize the tight ends. We had almost two tight ends on the field, almost every single play. Um, and so I'm a real firm believer in tight ends. And I know BYU's had a rich history of tight ends and so I think I think Matt, I think Bushman is is as talented of a tight end as there is in the country and really look forward to uh, seeing him up and close in person and so there I just know there's so many good quality young men at BYU and it's, it's hard when, once you start naming names you run the risk of feeling to name them all and I know I'm leaving a ton of guys out but I just know that there's um when you go into BYU you're, you're a great young man and what you're going to be molded into um, is, is an even better one. And so I'm just really excited to see all these guys flourish, you know, in, in, in life and in, in this football atmosphere. Amen to that, Coach. So when are you officially here on the job? And, uh, you know, I know you said you, you, you want to get these guys in your office and talk to them, you know, meet them face-to-face. But other than that, what are some of your uh, other things that you want to get accomplished? Well, I, I've got to I've got to be there. Um, I'll be there on the third of January to uh, take care of some some HR stuff and you know all those things you got to do before you uh, you start on the job. And so I'll I'll be there on the third. And then I, I plan on just hanging around on the office and, and and getting settled in and watching some more film of of the personnel um, and you know the guys to to, to look look out for and um, just get to know 
the university, um, just kind of all the all the logistics, all the different things, um, you know, at, at a more intimate level and just also just enjoy it. You know what I mean? I haven't really found find, uh, found some time to just relax and just soak it all in. And it's it's there's been so much support. Um, and so it's been a crazy time. But really, that that's the timeline on things. I plan on being there around the third. Um, until then, just plan on packing up and then hopefully finding little breaks where you can just sit and and um, just r- really count your blessings and and uh, enjoy enjoy the the moment. So, well, hopefully, one of the things uh, that that you do when you officially get on campus, you can come over here to the BYU Broadcasting Building and and check out BYU Sports Nation. Uh, we'd love to love to see you. We're looking forward to to getting to know you and meeting you, and uh, we appreciate you taking a few minutes on the show today. No, no problem. It's my pleasure. I'll definitely uh, come and, and uh, meet with you guys in person. Now, I was worried that you guys might put me through the grinder and just annihilate me on here. But since you guys were kind, <laughs> I, I definitely have, have no problem coming to see you guys in person. So, thank, thank you guys very much for having me. I'm, I'm super excited to be there. All right, Fessy, great stuff. Appreciate it. And as we mentioned, we're excited. Fans are excited to have you. That's Fessy Satake, one of the new offensive assistant coaches for the BYU football team, joining us on the Deseret First Credit Union hotline. Deseret First, your values, your timeline, your financial future. Twitter question, what is your reaction to the new hires on the BYU football coaching staff? We'll get to more of your tweets coming up. Also coming up, what's the chance on the new staff can average 24 points per game next season? We'll discuss that coming up. Plus, we'll preview the WCC hoop season with Will Maupin. Who's the odds-on favorite as the second-place team in the conference? We'll ask next. This is BYU Sports Nation. Welcome back, sports friends. Jason Shepard, Brian Logan in Radio Vision, live on BYU Radio and BYU TV. Also on demand anytime, anywhere. You can download the BYU Sports Station podcast on iTunes, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts. And I highly recommend, if you missed our interview with Fessy Satake, make sure you download the podcast and listen. A great story about just how close Fessy and Kalani are. Really cool, emotional story. Yeah. If you miss it, you're going to want to check that out, I, was, I promise I was going to say, before you do that, make sure you grab a box of tissues because <laughs> it will touch your heart and your spirit to the core. Yeah. But fantastic story. Go yeah, really, I really enjoyed that interview with uh, Fessy Satake. Looking forward to getting him on campus and getting to know him. Let's refresh today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. That's where we will begin. BYU football announcing the hiring of Aaron Roderick, Fessy Satake, and Ryan Pugh to Jeff Grimes' offensive staff. Tight end coach Steve Clark has also been retained. And it's a new season for men's hoops tonight as they start WCC play against Portland. Catch the game live at 9 p.m. Eastern on BYU TV and BYU Radio and the pregame show with Jason Shepard. Yeah, my uh, pregame player interview is going to be with TJ Haas, so you won't want to miss that. 8 p.m. Eastern time on BYU Radio. ESPN college basketball analyst Joe Lenardi has BYU listed among the first 12 out in his latest bracketology. The women's basketball also start a new season as they play Portland as well. Um, they play at Portland at 10 p.m. Eastern. So good luck to the men's and the women's tonight. Absolutely. Let's uh, stay with uh, men's basketball. Will Moppin from SB Nation, mid-major madness blog, joining us now on the Deseret First Credit Union hotline. Will, it's conference season. It's it's that time of year already. Yeah, it is, and it's, uh, it's great to be back. So – at the beginning of the year, before the season started, WCC coaches had St. Mary's number one, followed by Gonzaga, and then BYU in the preseason poll. 
Number one, did you agree with that order? And if not, what did your top three look like? In the preseason, I certainly agreed with that. I have to do a weekly power ranking for mid-major madness. And I had St. Mary's at number one in the preseason simply because they were really good last year. They were ranked in the AP top 25 preseason through the end of the year, played Arizona pretty close in the round of 32, and they brought almost everybody back. So I figured this team, great offense, senior-laden, it was good, very good last year. I figured they'd take a step forward, and then you couple that with the fact that Gonzaga was coming off its best season ever, lost a bunch of pieces, sort of had to defer to Randy Bennett and just think his gales are going to be a little bit better. Not a knock on Gonzaga, but everything he had was a little bit better than what Gonzaga had. Don't really agree with that now, but in the preseason, my top three matched up with the coaches' top three exactly. So what does your, your top three look like right now after you've seen these teams go through com- uh, 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 non-conference play? It's completely flipped. I have uh, <laughs> BYU's been really impressive, and I had Gonzaga up until this week, number one, for a good run of five weeks probably. But their loss last week at San Diego State it's a power ranking, so I have to sort of move things as they happen. I dropped Gonzaga to third. BYU, which was in second for a few weeks, went up to number one, and St. Mary's sits at number two. I don't think that's how it's going to play out at all. I'm not particularly high on St. Mary's anymore, but BYU at number one for now, and they have, they have the potential that I thought St. Mary's would have had coming into the season. Well, and that is a perfect lead into my next question, and I realize we're asking you this on the day that we're playing the very first <laughs> conference game, so I'm asking you to, to look down the road just a, a bit, but who do you think is the odds-on favorite to finish you know, first and second in the WCC this year? Well, um, I just talked about having Gonzaga at third, but I can't bet against Mark Few. He's got a what 19-year track record now of getting this thing rolling in time. This season feels a little bit like two years ago for me, where Gonzaga struggled. They had questions with their guard play. They lost to St. Mary's at home late in the year and basically needed to win the WCC tournament to continue their streak of NCAA tournament appearances. Well, March, you got the thing rolling in time for March. They won the WCC tournament, made the Sweet 16, and very nearly knocked off Syracuse to make it back to the Elite Eight. So I'm not going to bet against Gonzaga. The struggles they're having lately Mark Hughes, a high enough caliber coach. He should be able to get it sorted out. I don't really understand what the struggle is, though, but he gets paid to understand it, so he probably does. <laughs> uh, but then BYU looks to be my favorite for second right now. They have just been incredibly solid. St. Mary's, I thought St. Mary's was going to be really good. I thought this was going to be the best St. Mary's team ever. And offensively, they're a little better than last year, but defensively, they've taken a major step back. BYU is just solid on both sides of the ball. They're a lot more controlled offensively. They're not doing the run and gun anymore, and it's working out for them. So they have – you mentioned uh, leading into this that they're in the first 12 out or whatever on Lenardi's bracket. Mm-hmm. I think they're the conference's best chance at getting a second team in, and I really think when it's all said and done, this will be a two-bid league, even if Gonzaga wins the automatic bid. Nice. Wow, that's, that's, that's big because I've most – 
uh, of the quote-unquote experts I've seen believe the WCC is it gets one team in. So that's that's interesting that that you think BYU or or a second team, whoever it is, could be into the NCAA tournament. Yeah, I think just uh, BYU's non-conference schedule. I love it personally. I love all the rivalries that they've preserved. Uh, but they haven't played a lot of great teams, but they've done what the selection committee likes, which is go on the road. They played at Utah Valley, at Utah State, at Princeton. None of those are like elite-level teams. None of them might make the NCAA tournament, but they've gone on the road. They've played some good teams, Alabama, Utah. They've done everything that the selection committee wants. St. Mary's done the exact opposite. selection committee is going to hate their schedule. But BYU's put themselves in a position, heading into conference play, pick up a win over St. Mary's, over Gonzaga. Don't drop those random road games or games like the Pacific and Provo that they have Right. A tendency to do. You don't need to bring that up, Will. It's a, yeah, it's a I'm sore sure subject. You guys and all the fans remember that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You might, you may get a couple unfollows now, but it's okay. Uh, Will, there's, there seems to always, always, always be a team that just comes out of nowhere and surprises the heck out of everybody. Who do you think that team is this year in conference? It's got to be San Diego. I don't have it in front of me, but I think they were picked fifth in the preseason by the coaches. So there wasn't much expectation here in Lamont Smith, his third year as head coach. But they're sitting at 9-3 and three right now. They were 8-2 and two for a, a while, and uh, the top four teams in the league were all 8-2, and two, and San Diego was one of them. Olin Carter III, a junior, he was a preseason all-WCC uh, team honoree. Had a great season last year, having a good season this year, but he's the third best player on this team. They got a pair of transfers. Isaiah Pinheiro and Isaiah Wright, who played at Utah, so I'm sure Cougar fans have double reasons to root against him. Mm-hmm. But both of those guys are in the running and front runners for newcomer of the year in the league. They've taken this team to a new level. They're a decent offensive team, but an elite defensive team. And they've gone on the road in three tough environments, Grand Canyon, New Mexico State, and Colorado, and won. So this is a team that can take their show on the road and perform they're the best three-point percentage defense in the country, second-best field goal percentage defense. San Diego is really tough. And at 9-3, and three, with only one bad loss, and it was in overtime, they look really good. One more question for Will Maupin, SB Nation's mid-major madness blog, joining us here on BYU Sports Nation. It's never too early, Will, to look at the player of the year candidates. And I, and I know we're... we're focusing all on the non-conference, but who do you think is in the lead for that award right now? Uh, In the lead, it would have to be Jock Landale at St. Mary's. He's averaging 21.2 points, 9.6 rebounds. Those are both up from last year, and he was probably second in the voting to Nigel Williams-Goss last season. Uh, Senior center, just an absolute beast. But I had, I had him as my favorite coming into the season. I thought the only player who could take it from him was Gonzaga's Jonathan Williams. His numbers are also up this season, but they're not up like I thought they would be. And that makes a case interesting for guys like Yoli Child and Elijah Bryant, both of whom also putting up big numbers, bigger than last year. Bryant's been healthy all season, which is really huge. My only question with them is having two guys who are at the same level and really, really good on the same team is I don't think either of them are really able to separate from each other like Landale is on the Gales. So I don't know if that will work against them individually 
It's worked out great for the team. The two of them have been huge for BYU, but I don't know if they'll be able to unseat Landale sort of sharing the load there. So it's, it's got to be Jock. Well, I know uh, Cougar fans are pretty excited about the way this BYU team has played as they begin conference play tonight against Portland. Will, great stuff. Thank you so much for joining us on BYU Sports Nation. Hey, yeah, thanks for having me on. You bet. Will Maupin on the Deseret First Credit Union hotline. Deseret First, your values, your timeline, your financial future. It all starts tonight. And again, 9 p.m. Eastern time, BYU Portland on BYU TV and BYU I- Radio. I love Will's hair, by the way. His picture. That's a pretty, that's a pretty <laughs> impressive uh, uh, head of hair right there, yes. without question. Coming up next, what's the chance BYU Hoops has a 10-game win streak going into the new year? Percentages coming up. This is BYU Sports Nation. 100%. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Shep and Bilo live from Studio B with your day-to-day BYU Sports play-by-play. You can watch our daily rebroadcast weeknights on BYU TV at 6 Eastern time. And the new season is finally here, y'all. Grab your kids, grab your wives, husbands, aunts, uncles, aunties, cousins. And if you are here in Provo, go and support the men's basketball team as they play Portland tonight at 9 p.m. Eastern. If If not, though... Grab them around the couch, the living room, get comfy, get some popcorn. Make and, it a night. And yeah, make it make it a night. And uh, you can watch the game on BYU TV uh, or listen to it on uh, BYU Radio. And then obviously uh, get prepared for the pregame with Jason Shepard at 8 Eastern. Yes, absolutely. Our Twitter question, what is your reaction to the new hires on the BYU football coaching staff? We'll get to more of your tweets coming up. But it's time for What's the Chance? BYU Sports Nation asks, what's the chance? What's the chance is presented by BYU Food to Go, the MVP of your next event. We welcome in the voice, as he is uh, called quite often, mostly by himself. Ben Bagley <laughs> joining us now. Uh, ben. Hi, Ben. How are you? Hey. Hi, guys. How hey. are you? You're, you're looking hey, fantastic today, by the way. Oh, I thank you, I think. Uh, yes. <laughs> it's time to play What's the Chance? So, Ben... We give it to you for number one. Well, we heard from Fessy Sataki moments ago. We know the new hires for the BYU offensive staff. What's the chance the BYU offense next season averages at least 24 points per game? 100%. 100%. I'm sorry. Shoot. We should have. Well, you're going 100% right out of the yeah, gate? I'm sorry. I didn't know which one. That was a false start on my end. No, no. Go ahead. What do you, what do you say? 100%, man. 100%. Just, just I mean, I, I love what he said, which is we all have experience and so there's so many different places that we can draw from, either you know from us personally or just past experiences and things that we went through. So I think I think going back to what you said right earlier in the show, the experience itself alone I think will help elevate. You know, I, I think it would be a complete different uh, team or offense uh, than what we've seen. I mean, almost last. I'm not gonna say almost first, but I think we'll get back to what we see and know. Uh, as uh, as BYU fans for this offense. Look, BYU, with the offense struggling mightily, scored 17 points a game. All they have to do is get one more touchdown per game. <laughs> I think that's very doable. I think I'll say it's 80%. Okay. I won't say 100%, but I'll say it's 80% they average 24 a game. Mm-hmm. Number two. What's the chance BYU fans like Fessy Sataki will be watching and cheering for LSU on New Year's Day? I'm going to take this one first, and I'm going to I'm going to Go pull a card from you. One hundred percent, absolutely. Okay. Everybody wants to see, and everybody's going to pay attention to the offensive line. 
Like, nobody yeah. does that for the most part. No. But in that game, BYU fans will be paying attention to what Coach Grimes does, and they'll also be paying attention to see how many times they mention that he's moving to BYU to be the offensive coordinator. So 100%. As much as it pains me to keep my eyes on the offensive line, <laughs> yes, I'm going to as well. I'm going to say 99%, man, because there's going to be some people that are out doing, you know, chores or running errands that aren't going to be able to watch. And they also don't have the app downloaded, so they can't watch it on demand. So, yeah, 99%. Get the app. Get with the times, people. Number three. What's the chance BYU Hoops will have a 10-game win streak come the new year? 100%. 100%, man. <laughs> look, look, this is – look, I there's no like, – I'm going high, but I'm not going 100%. There's no rhyme or reason except for the fact that when I was down and a little bit depressed with football this year, I got so much joy and so much peace, and I was just excited about this basketball team. And, you know, we talked to, to Coach and, and Greg uh, yesterday about the team and what really is, is you know, driving them and, and, and having the success. And, and they talked about unity, um, everybody playing for um, each other. They talked about those little details. And that right there, man, to me, more than anybody else can say this, being an underdog – uh, my whole life in sports, that's what you need to be to have that success. And so they have the the most basic ingredient or, or the, the most needed ingredient, which is, you know, humility, work ethic, the details, all that they have. So, yeah, that's the reason why. Look, I'm not going to say 100%, but I'm going to say 99%. I have said <laughs> – it is different. I have been saying for the last couple weeks – First of all, we all know BYU is going to win tonight over Portland. I think they're favored by like 18 or 19 points, okay? They're going to win tonight. And I have said for the last couple weeks, BYU is beating St. Mary's on Saturday. So, yes, they are going to be on a 10-game winning streak. But I'm giving myself the 1% room for error, man, so I'll say 99%. Man. But they're going to be they're going to be on a 10-game oh, winning streak. Oh, ye of little faith. All right, air. number four. Air. What's the chance you will be awake on New Year's Eve at midnight to see the ball drop live? I'm, you know what? Zero percent. <laughs> it is the weirdest thing. I cannot go to bed before midnight any night of the year except New Year's Eve. I don't remember the last time I saw a New Year's. It, it is the weirdest thing. I am up till midnight, 1 o'clock every night. I can't go to sleep except New Year's Eve, and I am, I'm out by like 11. I, I can't explain it. That, that's funny, man. For me, I'm going to say 50, 50%. It depends on my kids, you know. I, this year, I kind of want to stay up, so I think I'm just going to give them a whole bunch of gushers. And <laughs> just so keep them up. Yeah, just, yeah, here, take some, take some. All right, that's, that's What's the Chance, our Twitter question today. What is your reaction to the new hires on the BYU football coaching staff? This one uh, from uh, at Jaker Kemp. Players are judged by what they do on the field. Same should go for the coaches. I thought the last coaching staff was going to be great, and look how that turned out. I'll hold back on judging these hires until I see the product they put on the field. Nice, Coming up, nice. it's all about the Cougar Whip Around. News from football, basketball, and men's volleyball. This is BYU Sports Nation. What's the Chance is brought to you by BYU Food to Go, the MVP of your next event. BYU Sports Nation is brought to you in part by DexterLaw.com for help when you need it most. Thanks to today's guest, Fessy Satake and Will Moppin. If you missed any of today's show, download the podcast on iTunes or Google Play. Coming up tomorrow, Steve Cleveland. Coach Cleveland in the house. Right now, let's whip it.
It's time for the Cougar Whip Around. Football. It's the hot topic. BYU football announces the hires of Aaron Roderick, Bessie Satake, and Ryan Pugh to Jeff Grimes' offensive staff. Tight end coach Steve Clark has also been retained. Roderick will be BYU's passing game coordinator. The responsibilities for the other coaches will be announced at a later date. BYU still to hire one more assistant in January. That's when the NCAA allows for a 10th assistant coach to join the staff of each university. Men's basketball. Men's hoops. Host Portland tonight at the Marriott Center in the WCC opener. Catch the game live at 9 p.m. Eastern on BYU TV and BYU Radio. And the pregame at 8 p.m. Eastern. Thank you very much. ESPN College Basketball Analyst Joe Lenardi has BYU listed among the first 12 out in his latest bracketology. Women's basketball. BYU women's basketball also begins WCC play tonight. The Cougars are in Portland to face the Pilots. That's at 10 p.m. Eastern. Volleyball. BYU's Gabrielle Garcia is one of 16 players on the preseason watch list for opposites. He's a freshman from Puerto Rico who will be BYU starting opposite next week when the season begins. Today's Rise and Shout brought to you by Dexter and Dexter. Help when you need it most. DexterLaw.com. How about this, Brian, for the Rise and Shout? How about we give the Rise and Shout to the three new offensive coaches? I'm with it. Aaron Roderick, Fessy Satake, Ryan Pugh. Yes. Welcome aboard, guys. Welcome. Yay. Here we go. Excited to have Yay. those uh, gentlemen on staff and getting to know those guys. Our Twitter question today, what is your reaction to the new hires on the BYU football coaching staff? Our elite tweet of the day comes from at Grizzfather. Hey, I know that guy. Uh, all excellent hires, very experienced, have the tools and knowledge to help BYU get back to scoring and winning immediately. Four new offensive coaches equals grand slam for BYU football. And then he says, hashtag, is it August yet? <laughs> it is right. not. But I'm telling you, if there was ever an opportunity for us to do a countdown, it was right there. Yeah, yeah you know, you're right. You really man. missed the boat yeah. on that one. How many days do we have? Do you know? I don't know, but it's... Uh, the conversation continues 24-7 on Twitter using the hashtag BYUSN. The show's on demand on BYUSN.com. Audio podcast on iTunes, Google Play, and the TuneIn app for Brian I'm Jason. Shout out to Bob Quinney. BYU Sports Nation back at it tomorrow at noon Eastern time. Holler.